1: Joining me this afternoon for a special Pit lane Parlay episode is Indy Pro Championship leader and contender Louis Foster driving for exclusive autosport. First off, man, how are you and how's the, uh, the week going up before the last couple of races?
0: Yeah, I'm all good. I'm all good. Thanks for asking. Um, yeah, I mean, as per usual, just back home, you know, getting ready for the weekend. Obviously, this weekend's our finale in Portland um training staying fit and healthy
1: right you know doing all the above just to to make sure we can end the season on a high before we talk portland and and how the season's gone for those who maybe aren't as familiar with you and and you know on the indie pro side of things how did you first get into racing
0: um i started like most uh most drivers to be fair from a young age you know my 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 family uh has been involved in motorsport in many for many years back in the UK. Um, so my dad chucked me in a go kart when I was like five or something like that. So um, from 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 a young age, really, I've, it's kind of all I've really done. Um, you know, dabbled in other sports here and there, but the one that really stuck was motor racing. Um, you know, and then from 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 there on, we just kind of progressed up the ranks. Really, I mean, at, at first it was more of a hobby. You know, I wasn't I wasn't one of the kids who have been you know, who've come from Europe and they've done European karting and they've been set from a young age to have a career in either IndyCar or Formula One, you know, we only really saw, saw it as a career potential probably two or three years ago. Um, it was always a hobby up until then, just a fun thing to do on the weekend as a family. Um, yeah.
1: So what was the realization that, that went, that, that clicked for, for you and the family that went, okay, this is a cool weekend hobby too. I can make a career out of this
0: um it kicked, it kind of clicked to my first year of uh, car racing back in the uk and janetta juniors um again karting wise i wasn't particularly um i didn't i didn't do many of the big karting things the only karting i did was very local sure. fun stuff it was just the local car track we just went and had a bit of fun um and then you know first year of car racing in genetta juniors which is basically in essence a bit of a mazda mx5 type thing okay um okay. Yeah, after our first year, we had already been crowned rookie champion and and we had the most points overall. But the way the championship worked, I didn't win the championship, unfortunately, but uh, it was very, very close to my rookie year against third year drivers. So at that point, we kind of realized that, you know, there was some, there was some talent. So um, we decided to pursue it. And the following year we did F4 um, and kind of since then been climbing up the European ladder and then made the switch to America this year.
1: Awesome. So real quick, before I continue on, I'm, I'm curious, you know, you mentioned playing other sports growing up. What else did you, what, what else were you into? Was there a chance that you were going to continue that as you got older or not so much?
0: Um, I mean, I've always been quite an athletic person. I've always sure. liked to do sports, blow off some steam. Um, my personal favorite is rugby, which I know you guys okay. don't usually play, but um, yeah, I used to play a lot of rugby back at my school in the UK um unfortunately i had to stop because i kept getting injured and it was gonna start affecting the racing you can't really drive very well with a broken thumb or a broken collarbone so it's not not the best sport to play in in in, in you know uh comparison to racing so yeah yeah i enjoyed that <laughs> i miss it a bit but also at the same time you know i can't really risk getting injured because it's quite a physical sport it's kind of the uh the european slash british version of uh of football that you guys have so um yeah, a bit of that, and then also just some other things. Did a bit of hockey, uh, a bit of track. Um, yeah, just a bit of everything really.
1: Yeah, that sounds awesome. First off, big hockey fan here, but rugby is, is crazy how intense it is. But I'm I'm curious, yeah. you know, you did you know F4 overseas, and you came here. What was the driving force that that led you to the road to Indy? I know there was an article on I think the Indy Pro website that came out today kind of talking about that, but you know, what was, what was the driving force? And then how special is the road to indie?
0: So start off the driving force really of me, of me coming over here. Um, I've done three years racing in, well, two years racing in the UK, one year of F4, one year of F3. And then last year I did Euroformula, which is a, basically a, a European Formula 3 championship, um, and you know, my view was that the the road to Indy offers something that, to be honest, no one else in the world is offering um, with their scholarship money uh, to to help to help uh, talented drivers progress up the ranks. Because everyone knows nowadays that motorsport has become very very money orientated, um, which makes sense. But it does mean that there are difficulties for drivers who don't have you know billionaire dads. Um, <laughs> So, so for me, for me it was really the, the the scholarship money. Um on top of that, there's a lot more opportunities. I mean, you know, F1 nowadays is 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 a bit of a joke really for young drivers. You know, you've got kids like Oscar Piastri and, and Nick DeVries and you know recent recent IndyCar driver Callum Mylot, you know, all who really deserve to be in F1. Yeah. Uh, they just kind of got pushed aside, but whether it be by older drivers staying on for their 75th year or um or billionaire dads who come in and and buy out teams you know so it's just it's it's a different world out out here in america and i feel like they you, you guys appreciate you know driver talent over money whereas i i feel like in europe it's the opposite so that's why i came out here i just think there's a lot more opportunity um and it's also a lot more of a fun lifestyle i mean you know, racing in Europe last year, I raced with the German team. And, you know, there's only one way I can really describe them. And it's, they were very German, you know, isn't it was, it a bad thing, but sure. the joy kind of seemed to slide away a little bit sometimes. And it was a bit too, a bit intense, whereas here, it's a it's a very nice balance.
1: I'm curious, You you hit on something I've said a few times over the last few years is the, the F1 ladder system seems to be kind of broken it just doesn't really seem to work when you have multiple guys like like you mentioned Ila and I think you know Robert Schwartzman is another kind of recent example is is there anything is there like one quick fix that you would say hey if this changed things would be better or is it too far gone Uh,
0: I mean I I I could I could give you many changes that they could do (laughs) But it the, 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 it all lies within F1 management and, and the F1 teams really. I mean, it's it's all again, it's all financial. I mean, the the way the way teams used to look at future drivers twenty years ago, you know, look at look at someone like Lewis Hamilton. You know, he 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 got picked up at young age and and he was he's paid his entire way up to um he got his entire his entire career supported by McLaren. But that just doesn't happen anymore, you know. The view of F one teams is, well, let's just let them pay all the way up to F two, and then if they're good enough, two will pick them, you know. But at that point, you've already spent seven mil getting there, so sure, sure. you know you can't, and you got to have also a good, you know, as as a family or as as sponsors have great cash flow and be able to do that. And I mean, it's 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 expensive, and on top of that, there is no prize money. There is no reward really the only reward you get is a pat on the back a trophy and maybe a good deal for the next year that's all you get you know and there's nothing's guaranteed nothing so that for, for me it's just like you, you you're investing so much time effort money all these things you're, you're investing your entire youth years to get to formula one and you know it's just like you can just be washed away I mean again the, the, one of my best examples is Callum you know he's one of my close friends and you know, I feel bad for him because he, he he realistically should be in F1, but you know he's not. So again, I'm going to stop having a rant about F1. Again, I do like it. I've got a lot of friends who are in F2 and F3, okay. so you know I'll let them I'll let them kind of do what they do. But for me, it just for me it just made a lot more sense to come to IndyCar. It just it, the lifestyle seems more fun. It's a lot more laid back and um, enjoyable as a driver. And of course, the RTI has a, an amazing support system that like I said, no, no one else in the world is doing. And um, I think that's, that's really great. And I hope they
1: continue it for for future generations of drivers. I agree. So on that note, Indy pro 2000, you've got a 77 is is my math. Correct. 77 point lead Yep. Yep, 77 heading into the triple header this weekend with 99 points available. You, you need one 11th place finish to secure the championship do you, allow, do you allow yourself to kind of think ahead to, hey, I'm the champion, or is it, are, are you not kind of thinking that just yet?
2: Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living, available to buy now wherever books are sold.
3: Running should be simple. Just put on your shoes and go. Whether you're training for your first 5K or your 50th marathon, take along the planted runner on your next run. Let me show you how your best running is still ahead of you.
0: Well, I mean, um, of course, we're in a very (laughs) nice position to be in. I'm not going to go out there and be like, oh, I'll just mosey about and get the 11th place. I mean, I still want to win races. You know, I still want to try and increase the amount of wins and, Increase the amount of points between me and second place so you know if it if it was like a 30 point lead i'd probably go in with a bit of a different mindset of like preserve and just make sure you finish and finish in front and that kind of stuff but with this lead um, i'm gonna go all out guns blazing, because you know i've got a bit of room for error and i want to win some races so again i'm not going to throw it into the wall or into the side of another car right but, you know my aim is to to go out there put it on pole and win races
1: i love it so you race at a lot of cool tracks that IndyCar gets to on a yearly basis. Is there one track this year that, I you know, assuming you are in Indie Lights next year, that you're super excited to, to get a you know a little bit more speed in the car at at that track?
0: Um, yes, but they don't race there, so it sucks. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: Which... Toronto, Toronto is okay. really good fun. I really like Toronto. The, the the street courses again. This is my first year ever driving on a street course. Yeah, uh, both of st pete in toronto um i really enjoyed it it was it was so it's so rewarding uh street courses uh there's no room for error and it really it really pulls it really creates a gap between like very good drivers and and decent drivers i feel like yeah i feel like to have the commitment uh you know when you're going past a concrete wall at 140 150 and then no, next year will be 160, or 170. Um yeah, that those those I really really enjoy. It's very rewarding to do a very good quality lap. Um so I would say Toronto, but again, I don't know if any lights gonna race the next year. They didn't this year, but um if not Toronto, then um, St. Pete. Definitely, definitely looking forward to doing a street course um in in the in the in lights car.
1: So if you're a street course fan, I'm, I'm sure you watched Nashville. I know, I don't think Indie Pro was there this year. So what are your thoughts on the, the insanity that is the Nashville street course?
0: Yeah, that was, uh, I watched some on of that and that was quite, uh, quite interesting. It looks very tight and technical and twisted. It, it looks like a lot. It looks hands-on, you know, the, yeah, the, yeah. especially the, the second part of the track. Again, I don't know the track very well. I just saw some on boards, but the kind of like halfway through the track, um, it was a very twisty section. Um, you know, it's it's corner, then a corner, then a corner, then a corner, and it's all very quick and and fast. So that, that, that was kind of fun actually. So I'm looking forward to hopefully racing there next year.
1: I love it. So you got a couple ovals this year as well in Lucas Oil, Indianapolis Raceway Park, and last two last weekend, two weekends ago in Gateway. Are yes. do you do you wish that? and I know Indy Lights also had Iowa this year. Do you wish that the road to Indy had maybe another oval or two to get you ready for IndyCar where you go to tracks like Texas, like the Indy 500, and you know other tracks that are a little bit more high speed that maybe will make a return on the schedule one day?
0: Yeah, I mean, for Indy Pro, for myself, again, first year racing in America, I never even touched an oval before, so um, it was definitely a, a big learning curve, and it still is. I'm still sure. learning a lot. So I'm 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 by no means a, a pro at it. Even though I won the first one, I think that was, um, you know, a bit of all the stars aligning. To be honest with you, but um, yeah, I st- I still think there's a lot to learn. There always is. So you know, two ovals in Indy Pro, I think that's a good amount. They could put another one in there, sure. Uh, I think they need it. It would be helpful for for drivers like myself yeah. who are new to it. The only thing I would say is is I, I've, I've talked to some Indy Lights drivers and a few of them have complained about there not being a super speedway uh, in Indy Lights. Yeah, you know They all go from that kind of medium-sized ovals and then if they jump into IndyCar, they're like straight into the 500 and they're like, what the fuck? But um, <laughs> yeah, so so I, I I think that hopefully they add a super speedway on the counter next year. I don't know if they've announced the, the schedule for next year, but um, hopefully they do add a super speedway just to give – you know the uh the Indy Lights drivers a bit of a a warning should should sure. we say you know yeah, no. uh, but but yeah
1: i think that would that would definitely be helpful even if it was texas if yeah, assuming texas on the
0: freedom freedom uh, what, what was the one before freedom 100 I mean, that's the one the freedom 100 um you know i wish they'd brought keep that keep i wish they kept doing that uh obviously like, there's reasons for them getting rid of it and i kind of understand the reasons but still i think lights drivers need a bit of a bit of a kind of a, a, a dip their toe in the water of, of super speedways before they get into the to the fast indy cars
1: sure so you know kind of looking at your season as a whole is there something going into your 2023 season whether it be you know race craft or qualifying et cetera, et etc that you like really want to improve on as you as you start your next season
0: um I mean there's room for improvement everywhere there always is. Um no one's no one's a perfect driver. So I mean if we can improve in in every in every place a little bit that would obviously be helpful. I think the biggest thing that hindered us this year especially towards the start of the season was my qualifying um and getting used to the Cooper tire. It's a uh, quite a hard compound compared to what I was used to previously. I've talked about this quite a lot. Um recently with 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 other indie pro media um you know i think i think our mid-season pace was purely down to qualifying better i think our race pace and our race craft hadn't changed much all year it was purely because i was qualifying up the front now and then i could really stretch my legs and kind of show the speed that we had um so i think if we can get a hold of the new firestone tires uh, that are going to indie lights um then then yeah, I think we should be good to go. I mean, again, it's another new compound of tire and new tire brand. that I got to get used to, but you know, that's, that's, that's what you do in your junior years. You learn and develop.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely understand that. So let's, let's wrap it up with a couple non-racing questions here. First one would be, you know, in your free time, what do you do for fun? Is it go out, see movies is it sit on the couch and watch netflix music what does louis foster do in his free time
0: um i have the joy of living in los angeles which is very nice so it's there's quite a lot of things to do obviously there's lots of pros and cons to the city and everyone has their opinions um but i enjoy i've been here for about a year i've got a good group of friends here um you know most of my spare time it's it's kind of my day is very is very very much the same every day it's wake up train eat well and then hang out with my friends and you know we do a lot of car stuff in LA there's a very very nice car culture out here in LA so um and a few of my friends have have some quite nice cars that some people might sometimes see on my Instagram account but um yeah I tend to just have fun with my friends here and and we just you know mess about and have a bit of fun really um yeah, nothing nothing super unusual. I don't, you know, do ballet on my weekends for fun. There's <laughs> nothing like that. It's just plain old train and get ready for racing. A few video games here and there, but now I'm 19,
1: so you can't blame me. Uh, listen, I'm not 19, and I still play plenty of video games, so yeah. <laughs> I have no room to talk there. But wrapping it up, we have a underutilized Pit Lane Parlay driver Spotify playlist so each driver who comes on when we are able to sit down and do an interview gets to add a song of his or her choosing. So if there's any song you like before a race or for training, I will add it to the list and wrap up the interview.
0: Oh, wow. This is a very powerful position you've put me in here. <laughs> you do know you're speaking to a
1: British person, right? Uh, listen, some of the songs on this playlist are completely ridiculous. So it, I would be surprised if it's more ridiculous than a few things that are on here
0: okay i'll give you i'll give you my current favorite then okay. um it's a song just came out called propeller uh by j5 featuring dave um yep yeah one of my favorite artists is is dave a uk-based rapper um that's a very very good one it's a nice summer song so if, if anyone's gonna listens to the playlist i'd listen to that song in the next few days before it
1: comes september and we're into fall <laughs> I love it. Yeah, listen, we have country, we have metal, we have rap, we have a little bit of everything on this What's playlist.
0: What's the name of it? I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up on on Spotify now and never listen to it later.
1: Uh, I will I will text it to you afterwards. It's okay, literally let's... I think it's just Pitland Parlay Drivers Spotify playlist. I'll look for it on my Spotify here in a minute. I just saved that song so I could so I could add it. But yeah, I'll share out the playlist again for everybody listening in our instagram story so check that out and yeah man well listen good luck this weekend hopefully the championship hunt is stress-free and look forward to seeing you hopefully in indie lights next year
0: yes thank you yeah hopefully that's uh that's what we'll be doing but yeah thank you very much yeah no problem yeah no problem man have a good one cool you too thank you
2: Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato and this is Pit Pass F1, a brand new podcast that'll take you closer to the action of the world's most prestigious motorsport.